This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Sported as a subject unfit for even a private conversation in the early 20th century, birth control and contraception are now the talk of the town. Hello ladies, thank you for tuning in to Guy from Gynak. This is Dr. Ash and I'm going to speak directly to you things that you've always been wanting to hear from someone. So let us begin our journey. Birth control is freedom. It allows anyone with a uterus to live their lives like they want to with a sense of sexual freedom. It is a freedom of choosing to say my body, my rules. And also something we haven't touched on is that it can be gender affirming since you can choose what you want to have in your life beat education or work birth control affects all of us who want to prevent unplanned motherhood as well as unplanned fatherhood all the stigma associated with birth control goes back to the fact that this is related to something sexual and this patriarchal society has always had so many hang-ups when it comes to sexuality particularly female sexuality and transsexuality have always been controlled and pushed behind those closed doors forever sadly contraception is often portrayed as a woman's issue when in reality it is more of a partner discussion because people see the female anatomy carrying the fetus and then think that if there is a pregnancy the responsibility should fall onto the woman the point is that the society controls and legislates people's uteruses but does not want to take responsibilities for it and it is pushed onto the uterus owner to manage birth control agreed that there are fewer options for a penis owner to have birth control barrier methods being the major one and there is no pill as of yet ideally the responsibility should be 50-50 where there is a healthy conversation with your sexual partner even when it comes to contraception and have the access they need from a contraceptive standpoint to a responsible partner standpoint what is contraception it is any method or device or medication that tries to stop pregnancy by either keeping the egg and the sperm apart or stop egg production or by stopping the fertilized egg from attaching to the lining of the uterus several factors come into play when deciding which method of birth control is the best for a person or a couple the overall health the age frequency of sexual intercourse number of sexual partners and whether the couple desires to have children in the future have to be considered before deciding upon a birth control method 86% of adults support accesses to all method of contraception regardless of race region or political affiliation and almost 99% of women who have ever had sex have used contraception at some point in their life when we talk about birth control i think so many people just automatically think oh the pill right pills are great easy and they are convenient but there are so many other options birth control includes iud's it includes surgeries and sterilization it includes barrier methods and it includes fertility awareness methods 
I mean all of these are birth control. The choice and the option provide the freedom to do everything that you want, to live your lives freely and to have sex freely. Unprotected sex leads to pregnancies and STIs. While there are a lot of different types of sex like vaginal sex, anal sex, oral sex, genital grinding, sex toys etc. We mainly talk about vaginal sex when it comes to contraception. Your choice of contraception may vary over the time depending upon your lifestyle and circumstances. India's public sector program claims to provide a cafeteria approach with a basket of choices. This mixed method in this program includes five official methods male sterilization, female sterilization, IUCDs, oral contraceptives and condoms. Cafeteria contraceptive approach means informing the couple of all the contraceptive methods available and allowing them to make a choice that would be right for them. Today, I push the access for you to a full spectrum of contraception. Let me first talk to you about certain lifestyle methods which are being used frequently but are not very effective. Firstly, coitus interrupters. In this, the penis owner withdraws just before ejaculating into the vagina. This does require practice and it is to be noted that even the pre-cum can have sperms which can lead to pregnancy. Also, this does not protect against STDs or HIV infection. Secondly, there is something called a safe period method. This is basically calculating the days of ovulation and avoid sex around it. Well, these days, there are certain apps which give you a basic idea about it. This depends on the length of your cycle and when ovulation occurs. Like in a 28-day cycle, when the ovulation happens on the 14th day, you tend to avoid intercourse around that period. But the cycle length can vary due to stress or medicines. Hence, this is around 75% effective and even this does not protect against STDs and HIV. Now coming to the barrier methods and most important from this are the condoms. The male condom or external condoms are the most widely known and used barrier devices by penis owners around the world. It is one of the most reliable methods of birth control when used properly and consistently. It can be made either of latex, plastic or rubber. It is available in different sizes, in lubricated or non-lubricated form, rimmed or dotted with different flavors as per your liking. In case of lubrication, one can use a water-based lube. It is fitted on the erect penis before sex and must be held carefully when withdrawing from the vagina to avoid spilling of semen into the vagina after sex. Point to be noted is that a new condom should be used for every sex. In a perfect use, that is as per all standards met, it is 98% effective. But in a typical use, it comes down to 82%. Well, condoms do provide protection not only against pregnancy, but also against STDs and HIV with 85% STI prevention. Condoms are easily available, safe, inexpensive, easy to use, does not need any medical supervision and prescription, with no medical side effects and is compact and easily disposable. But it has disadvantages like it may slip off or tear during intercourse, 
due to incorrect use. In such cases, pull out quickly and replace the condom. If the condom has broken and you feel that semen has come out of the condom, consider emergency contraceptive pill for the female partner. Now, coming to the female condom or the internal condoms. It is worn by the female inside her vagina during sex. It has a ring at each end. One ring at the closed end of the sheet lies inside the vagina. The other ring at the open end of the sheet lies outside the vagina after the female condom has been inserted. Again, this too is for a single use. For the perfect users, it is 95% effective, whereas typical users, the effectiveness is 79%. Like the male condom, this too prevents deposition of semen and protects against infections. In addition, this can be used up to 8 hours before intercourse, does not require erect penis for its insertion, and also does not require immediate withdrawal after ejaculation. Among the disadvantages, some find the female condom hard to insert and remove. The outer ring of frame is visible outside the vagina, which can make some vulva owners feel self-conscious. Next in is the diaphragm, which acts as a vaginal barrier that is held in position partly by the spring tension and partly by the vaginal muscle tone. This needs a bit of training related to insertion and one has to find a proper size. The diaphragm is inserted just before intercourse or up to 2 hours before it. It must remain in place for not less than 6 hours after intercourse. Though this cannot be used during periods and also does not provide protection against infections, diaphragm with a spermicide is approximately 80% effective in preventing pregnancies. Also, this can be reused after washing it with soap and warm water. Talking about spermicide, well this is something that kills the sperm and is available as a vaginal pessary or a tablet which can be inserted deep into the vagina 5-10 to 10 minutes before the intercourse. On dissolving, the pessary releases the spermicide which destroys the sperm and thus prevent pregnancy. This one safe, convenient, effective, needs no prescription, has no side effects and is routinely used as a lubricant with a condom. Unfortunately, there is no spermicide which is effective in preventing pregnancy when used alone. Hence, it is best used in conjugation with barrier methods. It can cause irritation and can rarely cause local allergic reactions too. Now, let us move to one of the most effective reversible methods of contraception, the intrauterine contraceptive device or the IUCDs. It is a device inserted into the uterine cavity and left for the required period of time for the purpose of contraception. This can be inserted anytime during the menstrual cycle if pregnancy can be excluded, or 6-8 to eight weeks after delivery, or 3 months after a caesarean, and immediately after the first trimester abortion. IUDs mainly work by interfering with the sperm's ability to reach the egg, thus preventing fertilization and interfering with the normal development of the egg. We have the copper IUDs called the copper T's which are made by adding copper to the IUDs. Copper has a strong anti-fertility effect and this can be left in place safely for around 10 years. They are approximately 97 to 99% effective in preventing pregnancy. Copper T is also effective as a post-intercourse contraceptive 
if inserted within 3 to 5 days of unprotected sex. We also have something called as a Mirena or the hormone-infused IUDs, which are included under long-acting reversible contraceptives. These slowly release progesterone-based hormone called levonorgestrel. With this, there is low menstrual blood flow, fewer days of bleeding, low pregnancy rates, and this can be used for up to 5 years. They are more than 99% effective in preventing pregnancy. Mirena is also free of side effects related to the body system, is safe in smoking, breastfeeding, and sexually active women of any age. Inserting an IUD is a simple and quick procedure in the outpatient department. There can be rare incidences of either expulsion or causing a rent during the insertion. The copper one does sometimes produce side effects such as heavy menstrual bleeding or spotting during the initial few months. Also, IUDs do not protect against STDs or HIV infection. As we talked about Mirena, now let us talk about other hormonal contraceptives. Estrogen and progesterone are the major hormones of reproductive cycle. Estrogen prevents release of an egg and progesterone causes thickening of the cervical mucus which increases the difficulty of the sperm to enter into the uterus. Progesterone also causes changing in the lining of the uterus which reduces the likelihood of the egg if fertilized attaching itself to the lining of the uterus. OCPs or oral contraceptive pills are a combination of these two hormones. OCPs are to be taken orally as directed by your doctor. The most common OCPs which are available are in a 21 pill pack or a 24 pill pack. For OCPs to be effective, they have to be taken regularly at the same time each day, preferably after dinner or at bedtime. When correctly used, they are more than 99% effective in preventing pregnancy. Apart from preventing pregnancies, some newer generation OCPs have non-contraceptive advantages like no weight gain, reduced incidences of acne, reduced incidences of male pattern of hair growth, reduced menstrual cramps, PMS, and they improve menstrual regularity. OCPs on long-term use are also known to decrease the incidences of ovarian and endometrial cancer. But then, like all other medicines, OCPs also have some side effects, but with the newer generation OCPs, these are few and mild. Side effects like nausea, vomiting, headache, breast tenderness, mood swings, etc. are common but mild and decrease over time. It is said that long-term use of OCPs increase the incidences of breast and cervical cancer, but there is no plausible documentation for the same. But whenever you start an OC pill, it is always recommended to have a detailed history which should be ruling out smoking, high blood pressure, history of blood clots, heart problems, migraine, etc. Again, OCPs do not protect against STDs or HIV infection. There is also a type of oral contraceptive pill called Minipil, which only contains progesterone which is given in smaller doses throughout the cycle. Minipil is approximately 95% effective and is mostly recommended to breastfeeding women. There is also injectable progesterone which is available as a slow-release formulation in which a single injection is sufficient for several months. They act by inhibiting the ovulation and are given intramuscularly every 3 months. 
progesterone injectable contraceptives are again 99% effective in preventing pregnancies and are among the long-acting reversible contraceptives. However, there are some complaints of weight gain, irregular menstrual cycle and delayed return to fertility. Like injections, there are even implants which are available that are inserted under the skin of the arm and are effective for around 3 years. The placement and removal will need a minor procedure, but as soon as you remove it, fertility returns to normal. Now coming to the grist of the gossip mill, the morning after pill, emergency contraceptives. These mostly contain progesterone, but can have estrogen and progesterone as well. They are to be taken orally within 72 hours of unprotected sex. Apart from working like the pill, this one also prevents implantation of the fertilized egg. The sooner you take the pill, the more effective it is. It is 95% effective in preventing pregnancy when taken within 24 hours of unprotected sex. Nausea, vomiting, spotting, a feeling of breast tenderness and headache are some of the common side effects. All of this should stop within a day or two, but there are no long-term or serious side effects. They can be used as a backup in cases of having sex without a contraceptive, after forced sex, failure of contraceptive method that is in cases of tearing of condom or having missed two or more OCPs. But it is to be remembered that emergency contraception should not be used as a regular birth control. And finally, we move on to sterilization. This one's permanent, 99% effective, irreversible, involves a surgery and is only suitable for people who definitely don't want to have a child anymore in the future. It includes a small surgery with a short stay in the hospital and is done for men and women and has no long-term side effects. In females, tubal ligation is done wherein the link between the uterus and ovum is broken by either cutting or clipping the fallopian tube. Eggs do not meet the sperm, so there is no fertilization. This operation is either done after delivery or at the time of abortion or any other time you desire and has only 0.5% failure rates. For the male partner, there is vasectomy. In this surgery, a part of the tube that carries sperm from the testis is removed. The male partner is not immediately sterile and contraceptives have to be used for the first 20 ejaculations or for at least 3 months. If properly performed, it is almost 100% effective and it has no effect on male hormone secretion. Also, this is much simpler and less expensive operation when compared to the tubal surgery. Now that we are done with the contraceptive methods, let me clear off the 10 myths around birth control which I often face in my practice. 1. Yes, you can get pregnant from a pre-ejaculate since that can mix with sperm on its way out from the penis. That is why pull-out method or withdrawal method is not that effective. 2. Although the odds are low, you can get pregnant when you are bleeding since you may mistaken the ovulation bleeding to be your periods. Also, sperms are viable for a longer period, so better not take any chances and use a contraception. 3. It is unlikely to get pregnant from anal sex unless there is some semen near the vagina. But, you are more likely to get an STD from anal sex 
than vaginal sex. 4. You won't get pregnant from oral sex or from swallowing semen. Though STDs can spread, so it's wise to use a condom. Word of advice, why not try a flavoured condom instead? 5. There is a very rare chance that you can get pregnant while already pregnant. Don't believe me? Read about the term superfetation. 6. Your chances are lower but you can get pregnant even while breastfeeding. You are least likely to conceive during the first 6 months of exclusive breastfeeding. If not, then please jump on to the progesterone only pill. 7. It is not true that you cannot get pregnant if you don't have an orgasm. Similarly, douching or washing your vagina or having a shower after sex does not work as a contraception. There was a belief that sex in a particular position such as standing up or woman on top can protect against pregnancy. But sorry to say, even this is not true. 8. Initially, there was a belief that IUDs should not be used in unmarried women. But with the recent effectiveness and satisfaction rates of long-term reversible contraceptives, IUDs and even implants can be recommended. 9. It is said that birth control pills cause weight gain, cancer, damages your fertility and lead to strokes. Fact is, most modern pills have the advanced generation which do not cause the majority of the side effect mentioned with the older pill. But all aid, it is important to evaluate a patient before suggesting a pill. Frankly, in the modern world, the pills available are so beneficial when it comes to other gynec issues. Around 60% of the daily prescription is actually for its non-contraceptive use. And 10. Do not always rely on fertility method since other factors like stress, age and medicines might influence a cycle and thus pinpointing your ovulation can be difficult. Also, it is better to use a condom and do not go for your DIY condom from a balloon or a plastic wrap. Just go down and get the ones available from your pharmacy and don't be shy asking for a condom. So finally, to lessen the weight of the numerous responsibilities contraception imposes on vulva owner, the dialogue surrounding fertility control needs to be increased. Like already discussed in my sex education episode, practices that support reproductive and sexual health, including contraceptions and STIs, should be inculcated right from adolescence to both young boys and girls so that everyone can make informed decisions. This would enable a more open conversation in which women are supported in choosing the contraceptive option that best suits their needs, improving their well-being in the process. Contraception is not and should not only be a woman's issue. It impacts society and it impacts families in significant ways. That's all I have for you in this episode. If you love this episode, do share your views and reviews on my Instagram or Twitter handle on at the rate guy underscore from underscore gynac. As always, let me leave you with a thought. Remember, you matter, you are important and you're heard. I'm all about you and I wish you an amazing week ahead. Goodbye.